0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, So we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17 tonight, uh, this morning as we evaluate one verse, and I think it's a very great important verse, and so all of it is kind of a... Wrong thing to say that this is an important verse, there is really no such thing as a non-important verse in scripture, but I hope you understand that there are sometimes some verses are very straightforward to our heart and to our need, and they make some very great practical applications, and today is one of those, as we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse number three. The Bible says that the fining pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. Uh, you know it's it's interesting in today's day and age as the economy's gone up and down. Uh, the, one of the things you're going to see a lot of is um, people actually recently haven't been doing it but when the stock market was going down or not as strong as it could you saw an awful lot of commercials encouraging you to buy gold, physical gold or silver you don't see it as much right now and I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination but from what little I understand as the value goes to stocks, to paper goods the value of gold goes down as the value of these paper goods go down the value of physical gold goes up. I've noticed that predominantly in less of an economic way, more of a personal way. I've noticed it because, be honest with you, if I want to buy some jewelry from my wife, it's just getting more expensive to buy anything that's not made a of stainless steel. Uh, being somewhat sarcastic, if you understand, it's just becoming more and more um, expensive. But I remember when I worked in jewelry for a short period of time. One of the things that was unique to me was we would—they were training us, you know, the different. What's the difference in diamonds? How do you know when a good quality diamond? And then they went to gold, uh, white gold. Uh, it was just somewhat. Um, New at the time as a matter of fact we kind of thought it looked like a fake silver uh same thing one of the things unique about gold is they would tell us about carrots and they would say that you've got you know your 10 carat your 14 carat your 24 carat and and um, they would tell us you know unique things about it one of the things they would tell us to teach is depending on the job so if you're going to wear your ring a lot and you're going to be in a job where it can be damaged honestly the higher the quality of the gold uh, the more the ring will be damaged and the greater chance of damaging and here's why The higher the quality, the more pure. So you go from 10 karat to 24 karat, there's less metal and there's more gold in it and in doing that it actually makes the ring softer so therefore it can be damaged easier uh, it's but it's worth more because there's more gold they would mix the gold metal and there's more gold and less just just metal in the ring and you'd look at that and say well then they talk about what would mean was that they would have less of extra byproducts and fake and they put real into it and that's kinda of the idea of what we're looking at today when the Bible says that God tries the heart he's trying to eliminate from us anything in it that's not real it's not gold it's not silver it's not this precious stone this precious metal this this value and even today things that we consider to be valuable um, because because it, it because it's things that we can see in the purity of it we, we obviously we need it for finance and things of that nature but for us it's seen in very different realms and you know we weren't we're not back in the gold rush days and things of that nature but we are in a day where we can understand the equation here of the purity of gold and purity of silver so I want to take just a couple minutes and look at just a couple thoughts in this verse about this idea of God trying our hearts let me see what I'm tell you I mean by that there are going to be scenarios you find yourselves in where God is going to use and and Let me explain some things. One, he's going to either use the scenario you find yourself in to try your heart, or he's going to place you into a scenario to try your heart, to purify your heart. What that simply means is life by itself may put you into a trial or a situation that is not always comfortable to prepare and draw you to Jesus. Life may just come with life, and probably a large portion of those things are just life. God allows them, but they're just life. Then there's times where God will place you in one of those. God will put you in a situation, God will put you in a scenario where he's doing it on purpose to prepare to try you. Job was an example of this. Satan comes to him and God's bragging on him and Satan says, well, let me do some things to him. And Job, our God purposely allowed Satan to do this, uh, really to prove his truth, his, his, his true value to him. And we say, what's well, not fair? Well, think about it. I understand a lot of times we look at Job and we just can't fully understand how why God would do that, but you know what I see? We can talk a lot about what we, why would God do it, but we understand a true relationship with Jesus, with God, when you see how Job responded. Job was hurting, Job was struggling, but Job never once blamed God for it because he understood that God is God. And I think it's one of the things that this helps us strive to. So let me tell you a couple of things. Just that I, I just wrote down a couple of thoughts. We think about this idea of God trying our hearts. First of all, it is God who tries us. It's not our circumstances. It's not other people. When things come, they are brought by God and God is good all the time. What he's doing, he's got a plan, it's there. James 1, he tells us to us 12, to the 12 tribes, actually to the Israeli church, 12 tribes scattered abroad. He said, count it all joy when you fall in or find, you know, find yourself in diverse or numerous temptations, trials and struggles. Find a joy, why? For the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God allows these things or brings these things into your life Because he has something he wants you to be, and so he's going to bring it in. He's going to allow it to happen. Uh, He's not surprised by 2020, and I've mentioned this more than once. If anything's going to happen this year in 2020, is God is going to purify his church. Uh, And let me tell you what, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means by purify. But please understand, I, I mean it specifically when I say that God is purifying his church. And one of the ways to purify the church is to remove the dross. Remove metal, things that aren't real. And God will do that. He will purify his church by really kind of placing the heat. When you place things in the heat, some people, I don't want this. Some people jump in. And so he's going to try us. He's going to try our church. He's going to try our hearts. He's going to try our character. He's going to try our faithfulness in a desire to make us stronger and more effective to whatever's coming next year. I don't know. You know, we often joke about the idea that I cannot wait for New Year's Day. And I hope 2021 is a whole lot less struggling than 2020 but what's to say if it doesn't get worse my point is this we to think that man the ball drops in new york and we're ready to go is going to solve our problem it will not we need to be tried because god has something for us in these times as was told to esther for such a time as this we need to be prepared and god tries our hearts to prepare us for whatever he has for us so we see. It, 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 let me let me explain what he's talking about here. When he talks about it's in a similar way. In this verse, he says that he talks about the finding pot specifically for silver and then the furnace for gold. Both of these, even though it's done differently, both of these have the similar premise of how you refine or make silver and gold valuable. You do everything you can to remove it. In, in gold, it talks about removing dross, any, anything metal, dirt, anything that. Um, is well, it's not gold. So what they do is, in gold, they, they pot, put it in a pot or a furnace and they boil it. And what would happen is, as they boil it, uh, gold kind of sinks to the bottom, and the dross goes rises to the top. And then they skim off the dross and put it away. And every time they scrape away a little bit of that dross, the what's left behind the gold becomes more valuable and more pure. And which means the greater the heat, the more dross is removed, the greater value goes to the gold. Similar to silver, it's placed in furnaces, it's an increased and They continue to try to burn away all of the things and, and get rid of all of the things that are not silver, that are not the pure metal that makes it real. One I heard an illustration years ago where a guy, a friend of mine, that was actually at one of these watching them as they were purifying and refining the silver. And uh, he's walking through the process explaining how it was done, this guy asked, he goes, well, I have a question for you. Because they made a comment, uh, if you go too long in the f- trying burning process, you can actually damage the silver. And so he said, how do you know when the silver is at the point where it's most valuable, where, it's, where, where, where you want it to be? And it was, it, the answer was intriguing to me. The guy doing the work turned to this gentleman and said, I know when the silver is where it needs to be, when I can see my reflection in the silver. Wow. What a great illustration for what Jesus is doing. I mean, we know that the sanctification process, we were saved, God began the sanctification process, which means every day he's trying to make us more like gold and silver, more like his son, Jesus Christ. So every day he's allowing things into our life and he's teaching us and he's molding us so that we can be more like him, so that he can see his reflection in us. He can see Jesus in us. That's the entire purpose of this. He tries us so that he can, we can be more like him and that's on purpose, it's, it's absolutely on purpose. And so we go through these things, we say, it doesn't really seem fair. Well, I'm not sure about fair, but I am saying it is very functional, it's very purposeful so that we can be more effective servants of God. Jeremiah 1 of seventeen ten. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doings. Psalm 66, 10. For thou, O God, hast prov- has proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou brought us into the net, thou laid affliction upon our loins. Isaiah forty eight ten. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. So we see he's the one that tries us, but what's his purpose? Job twenty three ten. Job simply says, but he knoweth the way that I take, And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. It's that simple. He says, he is doing this so that I can become as pure as gold. I can become like him. And that's what he's striving to do. So I don't know what you're in right now. And many in our church are going through different things, physical struggles, some financial struggles, and there's different things. And it hits us and we're just like, I don't know what's going on. Why is this being allowed to happen? What's going on? And we look at these things and does God know? Well, remind you, God knows. So either God has allowed a circumstance in our life or God has brought something into our lives. Well, why? Number one, maybe regain our attention, bring us back. Maybe there are things in our life. We are far from God, we're not right with God, we have sin in our life, and God desires us to walk with Him so He will bring these things in our life to refine us, to get us to recognize God again and come back to Him. In some scenarios, He's doing it because we are actively serving, and boy, He's got something great for us down the road for His glory. And he's preparing us to be ready for whatever's coming next. So he's, he's getting rid of anything that may hinder us. He's helping us to become more and more like him. And lot, of long ago in Proverbs, we talked about the idea that he that rules his own soul, his own spirit. We that can be more and more filled with the spirit and, and guided by him can be more effective in whatever coming. You know, we talk about the fact that Jesus is gonna come at any time. And do I, think, do I think this is the end day? I don't know. The Bible tells us no one knows the day nor the hour. So to sit back and to assume or to make a guess, I don't know, I know that God says I won't know. What I do know is the scenario and the culture is ready, but then again, people thought the same thing in the 60s and 70s. We are in a scenario right now where he could come back, at least, at least according to prophecy and everything we've seen in scripture. That doesn't mean he's going to, but let's say he does and this is the end time. It's only gonna get crazier. If he doesn't, I don't think it's going to get less secure. And let me tell you why. Simply because God's coming back? No, because we live in a morally depraved country right now. And we are getting further and further and further away from the, not just the founding of our country uh, biblically, but even evangelical Christians getting away from biblical principles. And this is where he says, listen, I'm trying to get you back to the word of God, not just to Christians and not just to church, not just to write comments. I'm getting you back to the word of God because I'm telling you, when you get tried, just church and just some preaching and all of that won't do enough. You personally have to get back in a relationship with God It's the only thing that brings you strength, courage, comfort. Yeah, church is helpful and fellowship like tonight is needed. It's what God gave us, it's absolutely helpful, but, if, but it'll drive us more back to the word of God All of these things are necessary, and I need to be back, and I need to be growing in his word. His purpose is to make me like him. Then, so what do I do? What do I do in this? Well, number one, I must trust his person. What do I do? He loves you, and he wants the best for you. Trust his person. He knows, you know, the Bible talks about he knows the hairs of head. He knows, as he does the sands of the sea, he knows us. He knows you personally, he loves you personally. He knows the battles, he knows the struggles, he knows your fears, he knows your temptations. He knows all of these and he loves you and he wants to help you. So I trust in that, I trust his person. He you know, a lot of struggles we have today, I, I, Hey political debate you know what the biggest argument between our our, you know the right now is well i I might like this person's i might like trump's policies better but i don't like his personality by the way silly wrong reason to even look into election it's it's wrong look at the platform which one's closer to the word of god but the other one's wrong but you know well that's it's silly but when you we, we do that today well if you get back and look at who god really is not his personality but his person who he is he is trustworthy, he's faithful, he's never changing. and He will do what's right. Trust him, put your trust in him for that. Trust his process, which means in this trying time, remain faithful, we remain serving, don't quit, don't move. We talked about that Sunday, don't quit, keep going, stand firm, keep going. Yeah, it, when, when trials come, just like this straws, when, when heat comes in, a lot of times we run away, we don't want it, and God says, listen, I want to make you stronger, but you have to stand through the fire. Don't just run away when it gets hot, and people do. When it gets hot, a lot of people just run away. I'm not, you know, and it's easy to do. We, we run away from God. We run away from trials. We don't sit down and deal with the biblical. We run away from it. And God says, listen, this is the trying time. This is the time that I'm going to make you like me and make you better and get ready to use you effectively for what's coming next. Stay strong. Don't run away just because it's getting a little hot and what I'm doing. Trust this person. Trust this process. And then watch the progress. If we allow, God will create in us something we cannot create on our own. I can become the husband God wants me to be. I can become the servant God wants me to be. I can personally become the preacher God wants me to be. I can be the soul winner God wants me to be. I can be the steward of everything God has given to me effectively. But it won't come because I learn a few more tips on Facebook or online. It comes because I allow God to do in me what he wants to do. And I get out of the way and I embrace the process. It's hard, it's hot, and as, as, as confusing as it can be, I embrace him and I embrace his process. And then I watch him doing me what only he can do. And then I watch him do the rest. It, it comes down to his working and his way. And I just need to get out of the way and let him do what he wants to do. And that's what God wants us to do today. So we go back to that verse. Just like the finding pot is for silver, and just like the furnace is for gold, the Lord is the one that tries our hearts. And he does it in those ways, but he does it for a great purpose. Will we let him? What did Job say? When I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. Do you want to come forth when it's done the way God wants you to be? Which means you are the most effective at whatever God has for you. Let me tell you, people say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this. You know, history has told us when we, think, we start reading into revivals and some of the greatest things that have happened. And yes, we can look at history in American history and we can see the impact of preachers behind pulpits. And that's true. But you know, we've, the history of revival usually goes back to non-preachers who have spent hours on their knees or effective where they were. Well, God prepared a preacher to come in and to do and to sit at the stage that has been prepared by people who were not preachers behind the pulpit. You have no idea what could happen. Your job is to be effective where God has you now. Stay there, grow where you're planted, and see what God can do. So I encourage you to, to do that. Don't run, don't quit, don't walk away just because things get a little uncomfortable, high. Actually embrace it and keep going. Keep going. Don't quit, get involved, go back and say, I'm going, I'm not gonna be driven by fear, I'm not gonna be driven by anything else. I'm gonna keep going. The world's crazy, which means God's powerful. He's in control, I'm gonna keep going. May that be your drive today. Hey, it's not easy. God never said it would be, but the end is great. And at the end, you will see God do something in your life that only God can do. And boy, that is what I want, and I hope that's what you want in your life as well.